Living the Principles. This podcast is hosted by Latricia Smith and Phyllis G. Williams. Living the Principles seeks to expand mindsets, express beliefs, and edify excellence in hopes of building a stronger Black community. Welcome to Living the Principles. Welcome. I am Latricia, and with me is my co-host, Phyllis. Hey, Phyllis. Hello, Latricia, and hello out there, Difference Makers. Today, we have a special guest. Ramonda Geis is a certified etiquette consultant and CEO of Mocha Southern Bell School of Etiquette. Ramonda developed an appreciation for protocol and customs through her upbringing in military service. It is those experiences that also inspired her desire to build community and create social impact by teaching proper etiquette and protocol, as well as promoting elegance and refinement. Let's welcome Ramonda Geis. Ramonda, we are so excited and we were just talking a little bit before the show. We get so nervous when we hear the word etiquette because it makes us a little stiff. I'm excited to be here. I'm so glad you all, uh, you ladies have me here today. Um, I'm just excited and looking forward to the experience. Yes. So what is etiquette? Um, etiquette, uh, it sounds like a big intimidating word, but it's really at its core, just a consideration for other people, being kind and considerate of the needs of others, uh, and ensuring that we don't um, offend other people or um, uh, inconvenience other people. I like that, and when you and when you understand that as the vocabulary word, it even made me relax my shoulders a little bit. Like as long as I'm not being offensive and thoughtful, because that's something I already am. Exactly. And what isn't etiquette? Etiquette isn't pretentiousness. It isn't uh, being haughty and looking down our nose at other people. That is a total opposite of what etiquette is. Um, You know, although we may know proper etiquette, it would be um, distasteful to point out where someone else may lack a little etiquette and refinement. Um, The best thing to do is um, uphold the standards that you have for yourself and sometimes that will be just the example that other people may need. Um, or they may just even ask you, hey, you know, how am I supposed to do that? But it's totally unnecessary to point it out and try to make others feel bad about the things that they don't know. I love how you have defined etiquette, what it is and what it isn't. What I want to know is how is etiquette different from manners or is it the same thing? Um, it's very similar. Um, manners, oftentimes we're um, just taught growing up in our households to uh, the, the basic consideration of other people. But etiquette takes it a little step further um, and instills a little more thoughtfulness uh, about some things that we may not have you know, thought about or put, you know, put as much thought into. Um, so etiquette just kind of takes it a step further. Can you give us an, 
an example of the differences. So can you give an example of what is proper etiquette and maybe good manners? Good manners may be allowing someone to uh, go ahead of you going into a building. But proper etiquette would be to for a, a gentleman to hold the door for a lady entering a building or ensuring that you hold the door for the next uh, person coming in behind you. So it's just just that, you know, step, the next step. Okay, that makes sense. They're different, but they kind of marry, they're kind of married together. They go hand yeah. in hand. Tell us how you came to be an etiquette consultant. How did you get into this field? As a parent, I, I'm, I'm a parent. I homeschooled my daughter. I've homeschooled my daughter for about six years now. And in our homeschool journey, there are some things I wanted to make sure I, you know, pass along to my daughter. And I started, you know, just kind of browsing um, and learning more about etiquette because I wanted to do home economics and, and all the things. Um, and I came across a fellow etiquette consultant. Um, and I realized that she was also offering, uh, a certification course. And I thought, you know, this would be great, especially with me being a part of the homeschool community. I can kind of bring this to other, you know, families, other students. And I think it'd be a great idea. And especially with there not being a whole lot of, uh, etiquette professionals that look like myself. I think it kind of, you know, helps us to let our guard down a little bit when we can identify with the person that's, you know, that's teaching us a skill. And um, because of that, and because I love children, I love my community, I decided, you know, this is something I can do and bring to my community. And I really love your business name, Mocha Southern Bell, because I think a lot of people don't think about people of color, especially black women, when they hear Southern Bells. But Black people, we can think of who we would deem Southern Bells. And uh, I, I've been knowing Ramona since I was five years old. So she, and I follow her on social media. So she shares a lot of Mocha Southern Bells and even some guys as well. Can you tell us some people who have inspired you. And can you name some of those Mocha Southern Bells that we sometimes may overlook? Uh, of course, of course. When I think of Mocha Southern Bells, I think of people, women like Felicia Rashad, uh, Dorothy Dandridge, Diane Carroll, um, um, Cicely Tyson, um, I, I have known a few women, you know, in my personal life, my, my grandmother, uh, my mother, my godmother, who is no longer with us. But when I think of all of those women, they are such an inspiration. Um, they're lovely women. They're down to earth, really sweet, but they still have a, an air of refinement. And I love that, um, because what I hate to see is that oftentimes when we think about those qualities, um, we're quick to go and look at other people. Um, and I want to remind us that we can look within ourselves 
and see those very qualities? Oftentimes when we think about refinement and when you were naming these women, and that's what I was thinking. I was like, I was thinking that they are refined. And lots of times when we think about that, we think of people who may be high society or people who are wealthy or rich. And oftentimes we don't think of everyday people ourselves, particularly, well, I can only speak for myself, myself, particularly, I don't think of myself as being refined or even though I'm not from the South, I've been in the South for the better part of, I guess, 20, 25 years, maybe. I know I've been in the South for a long time, but I, I don't think of myself as a Southern belle. So how can we incorporate this feeling of refinement into everyday lives for everyday people? Um, I would say invest in yourself. Um, and that doesn't mean you have to break the bank. I have tea with my daughter. We sit down to formal meals. Um, you don't have to have fine china, but you know, if you would like to invest in fine china, that is also a possibility. Um, and it doesn't have to be super expensive. You have consignment shops. You you can go right to Walmart or Target and get a nice you know, um, uh, dinner um, set and set your table, Sunday dinner, um, a random Wednesday, you know, Tuesday dinner with your family and set your table and, you know, teach your children how to sit up straight and, you know, use have correct posture, those things. Um, it's, it's, like I said, it's nothing over the top. It's just basic things that if we really look at them, they benefit us in a lot of areas, you know, of our lives. Um, because you never know what tables your children would sit at, you know, and who that who will be at those tables and what opportunities can be attached to those tables. So it's a great idea to incorporate some of those things and just start small. And if you have questions about, you know, if you're doing something properly, reach out to an etiquette consultant, take a course. Um, there's a lot of information, you know, on the, on the internet. Um, but the best thing you can do is just start at home. Start, you know, I would say six years old. By the time a child is six years old, they're old enough to uh, follow directions and remember different small things. And I would just say build up on that. And since you brought up tea, can you, I think this would be the opportune time for okay. you to um, do a demonstration for us with the tea. And since we'll also make this audio, I know you'll give us some audio tips. This etiquette and what is not etiquette with the tea. Of course, of course. Um, with sipping tea. Yes. Um, I won't say a specific name, but we have a sorority within our community that always says, you know, pinkies up. And we oftentimes tie that into when we, we drink tea or we hold a teacup. Um, although it's really cute for that organization, it is incorrect when it comes to 
drinking actual tea. So actually, when you're holding a teacup, you pinch the handle with your thumb and your middle and pointer finger. And your other two fingers are just curved just under the handle to offer support. But at no time should you actually put your pinky out. That is improper. And hopefully that's a you know exp- good enough explanation for the listeners. Um, but I will be posting some uh, photos later so on my page so that if anybody wants to go to my page, they can see the actual photos of how it's done. But that is one of the biggest mistakes I see people, you know, make as far as drinking tea. Um, a, let me think of some, um, also here's another one for when we go out to dinner. Um, oftentimes ladies, you know, in the South, we said we have a, um, a, a, a faux pas. You don't put your purse on the floor. Um, so a lot of times ladies will sit their purse on the table when they go out, uh, to dinner. That is improper etiquette. Your purse should never go on the table. You can either buy the little hooks that you can hook on the side of the table to hang your purse onto, or it should be, you know, you can sit it on the floor. Or if you have just a small, like, clutch handbag, you could even put that in your chair behind you, but it should never be placed on the table. Latricia, did you know that? I didn't. And I was just about to say, that's a really great tip. I usually hang my purse on my chair, but that is a really great tip because I was taught not to put my purse on the floor. So I a lot of times I won't put my purse on the floor. And we're speaking more of formal etiquette today, but I know there's other types of etiquette, such as communication and business etiquette that you also specialize in. I want others to know that as well. But to stay, um, we're going to dibble a little bit in everything when we get to the game piece. But before I do that, Latricia, do you have anything else? Since we're virtual and we live in a bit of a virtual kind of world, I know I've been told that when you're on video that you're supposed to look in the camera. Well, I have a hard time looking in the camera because I want to look into the eyes of the person because that's what I was taught growing up as well. When you speak to people, when you're talking to people, you look in their eyes. and Staring at the camera to me is so impersonal and I just I just have a hard time doing it. So can you tell us a little bit about virtual etiquette? Well, as far as virtual etiquette, um, I would say just be attentive because it is a camera. It is hard to like stare into a camera. You want to make sure you're attentive and that the presenter or the other uh, individuals in the meeting know that you are, um, you're not preoccupied with something else. Um, the other thing with, you know, just other basic, um, etiquette rules, um, be prompt, um, don't have distractions going on. If you can help it, make sure your background is, is not, you know, too busy. Um, those types of things. 
but just just staring out on that's not necessary. And it goes back to what is etiquette. So how does it make the person feel if you are just it ma- to me, it makes the person feel ignored. So, yeah. yes. So we've been speaking about etiquette. And for example, you spoke about Patricia and I put our purse on our chair. So you gave the example of putting it on the floor. Some people put it on the chair. You can put it behind your back. Some people put it on the table. So what I hear is like there's a slide of etiquette. So we created a game and we want you to rank how etiquette, rank the etiquette. So we're going to start with an example. So there are so many things that we just don't know about etiquette. You've already told us the pinky and also the purse. I sometimes sneeze in my shirt. I recently saw a video that that is a no-no. I didn't know that. I didn't think that it was a lack of etiquette. We were going to play a game to rank the behaviors. Use an example of one is refined. So that would be sneezing maybe in a napkin. That's mm-hmm. the ideal, correct? Right. That is correct. Um, tasteful. I think it's still tasteful to sneeze in your elbow. Now, I will say with the sneezing in the napkin, as long as it's not a dinner napkin at a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> yes. Because, and I'll just add this in, sometimes people do that. They will blow their nose the whole nine. And the wait staff have to pick those napkins up mm. and they have to be laundered. So that means that people who are handling food and other restaurant um, tasks have to handle those bodily fluids and then go back and continue handling food. So I just want to make sure I was very clear with that one. Absolutely. I tell my students we don't share spit and snot. I try to keep it that simple. If you're doing it, if we're sharing spit and snot, it's not good. Yes. <laughs> and that is sharing. Yes. <laughs> um, the third one is mannerable. Sneezing in your hand. A lot of people do that. They're covering it up. They're thinking about other people. But then they're going to touch doors and keyboards and everything else. And uncouth, we did use that word, um, not to sound classist, but um, just sneezing and not covering it up at all. Yeah. Just sneezing in the air, just like a spray bottle, spit everywhere. Um, <laughs> so we have, I'm going to say them again, refined, tasteful, mannerable, and uncouth. But I also say it when I do the scenario. Okay. So um, you are out to eat lunch with a coworker. They leave their phone at the table after the meal is finished. You catch them before they leave and return their phone. They say, thank you. You reply, no problem. How would you rank saying no problem when someone says thank you? Is it refined, tasteful, mannerable, or uncouth? And please tell us why. I would say that it is mannerable. And here's why. I would say the most refined response would be thank you because that's universally understood. But there are there is a group of people who feel like saying no problem is offensive or dismissive. So we want to be mindful of how that may make some people feel. 
Thank you. You're absolutely welcome. Patricia. Okay. Here's a scenario. You're in a small boutique and your cell phone rings. You answer the phone on speaker and have a loud conversation in the store. Is it refined, tasteful, mannerable, or uncouth? I would say uncouth. Um, No one wants to hear your whole conversation. (laughs) Uh, and And you just can't predict what the person on the other end of the phone may say and how it may offend other people and upset their shopping experience. Absolutely. And also, the other thing that I was thinking about that is, does the person on the other end even know that you have them on speaker? You're right. You don't know what they might say, and they don't even know that they're on speaker in a boutique. I think that's another good point, too. Um, to And to add to that, I would think that the best practice would be if you're going to put someone on speaker, make sure, sure they know that they're on speaker. Mm. Etiquette is synonymous with being thoughtful. I like that. What would you suggest? I'm staying, staying with Patricia's question um, scenario. What would you suggest a person do instead? Because she said it was on speakerphone. Oh, you said it. You would give the person a warning. Yes. But just tell the person you'll call them back or what would yes. you do? Okay. I would either... Not put them on speakerphone. If it was something urgent that they just had to tell me, I would make sure the phone call was brief. Or if it was something that was not urgent and it wouldn't be brief, I would just tell them, I'll I'll have to give you a call back. Okay. Yeah, because we don't need to hear about something that happened in a family that's always happening. Yes. All right. Here's my second scenario. We have We both have three. You're on a video call leading a presentation. You may laugh at this because you know me. You're smacking gum and notice others give you a look of annoyance. You spit the gum in your hand and continue your presentation. How would you rank the the incident spitting gum in your hand? Is it refined, tasteful, mannerable, or uncouth? That would be uncouth. For one, it's unsanitary. Now we run the risk of getting gum on other things and the other thing is that would lead me to believe that you weren't prepared for the presentation because that's something that should have been taken care of prior to starting the presentation instead the person could do what they could a um make sure that they're prepared before starting the presentation and have the gum out prior to starting or if they do realize after the presentation has already started, then what they could do is get a napkin, a, a small piece of paper, and put the gum in it and discard it. If nothing is at their disposal, is swallowing the gum uncouth? It's not uncouth. It's probably, um, that will probably, honestly, that will probably be the best option. That way, no no one has to see them, you know, um, discarded or, or whatever. Um, I know we were all taught that that could cause some issues, but that is that is not true. <laughs> um, our, our digestive systems can take care of that. It'll it'll be fine. Um, but that is definitely an option. 
All right. Well, here's my second scenario. A technician comes to your house for repairs. You offer him a glass of ice water. He drinks the water and sits the glass of ice on the coffee table. Is that refined, tasteful, mannerable, or uncouth? I'll say, I'm going to say mannerable, and here's why. Um, he did place it on a table where it would not get knocked over. I'm mindful that everyone was not reared the same way and not have, you know, had the same teachings. Um, so everyone may not know to use a coaster, although that would be the best practice. Um, I'm also mindful that everyone may not be aware of that. I love that response because I think that's one of the issues that we have is we people. I need to stop saying we. Some people have a tendency to believe that we're all the same when we're not. We we weren't all raised the same. We don't have all the same traditions and values and things like that. So you don't know. And even though it may be annoying. I know he didn't just sit this glass of ice on my table without a coaster. He could have just given it back to me. That's what I'm thinking in my mind. Just give me the glass back. Don't put the wet glass on my table. But you're right. He may have not known. At his house, they may do that. So that's a great point. All right. My final scenario. You go out. Communication is a part of etiquette. You go out to eat with an acquaintance, someone you only know from connecting with from an event. They added the L in salmon and the T in often. You say at the end of the conversation with sincerity, I want to make sure that no one tries to embarrass you. It's pronounced often in salmon. Correcting someone's pronunciation is that especially an acquaintance. Is that refined, tasteful, mannerable, or uncouth? In most circumstances, I would say that that's uncouth. Um, however, depending on your relationship with that person and the way you framed it, you know, the way, the way you frame it is everything. I, I would say maybe go one step further and ask them if they're okay with hearing some input from you. Um, or feedback from you. And if they are okay, then proceed the way you suggested and let them know that you don't want them to be embarrassed later or someone to make fun of them. So would you suggest that one was mannerable? Uh, yes, yes. I'd just like to add just the same as we don't know how people were raised. I think one of the things that I've learned when it comes to grammar is that people have different dialect in different places. And we have to take that into consideration also. So sometimes when people are policing other people's grammar, they need to know a little bit more before they say things. So again, I guess that's that whole thing about thoughtfulness and etiquette and just being courteous. And I also want to add that um, kind of seg segues into another important aspect of etiquette. Etiquette is also cultural. What is cultural or, or 
appropriate etiquette in the United States may be different if we were go we were to go to the UK or um to say Kenya or um Nairobi or you know somewhere else um that would be you know something to consider as well that would bring about a whole nother conversation <laughs> and I know that we don't have time for it but I just started thinking about cultural etiquette going to di- different places you know the saying when in Rome do as the Romans and all that but exactly. I know I know we don't have time for it <laughs> okay here's my last scenario a friend invites you to their house for dinner they tell you that they're serving your favorite meal you pack a pyrex storage container in your purse when it's time to leave you pull the container out of your purse and you ask your friend for some food to go <laughs> your facial expression <laughs> that's it all um okay um and you said this is a friend i'm gonna say that's uncouth and and I'm, it's it's uncouth unless they say, hey, I'm making your, you know, I'm making this meal. I'm, you know, I would like for you to come over and we're going to have plenty of leftovers. So bring a to-go plate. I would not do that. If they do not offer, you do not volunteer their food as your, your leftovers. You just, you don't do that. I would like to apologize to all the people that I have gone over their house uh, for Thanksgiving and Christmas over the last few years. Cause I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, but I will. I will bring me a little something, something just in case they do offer. I'll be prepared. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> and I will add to and. A lot of people may know this and a lot of people may not. Uh, if you are invited to someone's home uh, for a dinner event of some sort, it is uh, a good practice to bring a gift. A bottle of wine, a bouquet of flowers, something um, to express your appreciation for being invited. Now I have done that. I did bring I was brought up right. <laughs> it has been so fun. It's been fun. It's been enlightening. And I think that I have a better understanding of etiquette and a better understanding of how etiquette is not just thoughtfulness. It's also a form of self-care and self-worth. I don't think before we started the show, I looked at it in that manner. But now afterwards, that's how I look at it etiquette what about you Latricia you know what I was thinking none of our scenarios were refined or tasteful (laughs) (laughs) we have to do better that's (laughs) black excellence that's what I was thinking and no I think that this conversation has been great and it's been fun and one of the things that it made me think like how Phyllis was saying at the very beginning that People tense up and things like that when you're talking etiquette because it makes you thinking about sitting up straight and being proper and all these things. And this has just been fun and it's been relaxing. It hasn't been stuffy or anything like that, that that we often associate with etiquette. So it just is a great display that etiquette is not necessarily 
what some people think it is. So yeah. thank you very much. Thank you all. And um, before Ramonda logs off, um, I want you guys to visit mochasouthernbell.com. She is also Mocha Southern Bell on Facebook and TikTok. And is it Instagram? Is Mocha Southern Bell as well? Yes. There's so, Mocha Southern Bell and Mocha Southern Bell SOE. School of Etiquette. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she's very talented. She's very good at decorating and creating things. So she has luggage. She has, she recently made a quilt. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I stuttered a yeah. little bit. I was like, I don't know what she's doing for everybody. <laughs> um, so she's very talented. She's very Southern. She's very Belle. So please look at her websites, Mocha Southern Belle and Mother, Mocha Southern Belle, SOE.com. And if you don't mind, we do something called the, it's basically a call to action. It escaped me, Patricia. What is it called? The principal challenge. The principal challenge. So it's basically a call to action that you would like for listeners to do. Um, what would you like for listeners to do based on our conversation today? Or it could be a resource as well. Principal challenge. Live them out. I would say one, um, really um, look at and evaluate uh, how you view etiquette and try to find areas in your life that you can refine. And if you find any areas that you need help with, don't hesitate to reach out to Mocha Southern Bell SOE and we will do everything we can to help you get started in the right direction. Um, if you're interested in some free resources, that if you go to mocha southern bell soe.com uh, and you add your uh, email to our mailing list, you will get um, a couple free resources. Uh, and just you know, follow us on social media, and we will be um, sharing lots of tips and information. Okay, so go to mocha southern bell soe.com to get your free resource. Thank you so much, Ramonda. Thank you. Well, that has been a great show today. I really enjoyed having Ramonda on the show. And she said, think of ways that you can be more refined. And one of the things that I I think that I'm going to do is start having more formal dinners. We have a formal dining room. We have china. We have fancy crystal and all of this stuff. And all it is is displayed in a china cabinet. And I think we need to pull that stuff out more often. So that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to take her up on that principal challenge. I hope she has a checklist because what I think happens is people think they're refined and we're not. Because when she said that about the the, the takeaway stuff, I was like, oh, uh, oh oops. I'm uncouth. <laughs> Me? <laughs> Sorry about that, y'all. So, um, I think it was more the bringing the dish, it being presumptuous. I think that's what it was more about. Yes, I think I, I wouldn't ask. That's yeah. the only difference. I wouldn't ask, but I was like, oh, really? Let me go to my car and get mine. <laughs>
tissue Get over. some containers in the car. <laughs> like, why do you have containers in the car? Like this. <laughs> so yeah. uh, we appreciate you guys. And we do have a soul snack. Latricia, our soul snack for today. Our soul snack for today is you don't ask for a chair when you visit a place where the chief himself sits on the floor. That is an African proverb. And that is our show for today. Until next time, expand your minds and impact your communities. Thanks for listening to Living the Principles podcast. Be sure to visit us at livingtheprinciples365.com to access the show and join in on the conversations.